Yo. So we are here today to talk about uh, particularly a bunch of new series that started. Uh, I think the earliest of them started right at the end of January, but most of these we got the meat of them uh, through uh, February. February. Uh, so I figure we'll just get right to it um, and start off with and go in order of uh, as they debuted. Sound yeah. good to you? Sure. All right. So uh, the very first one, and the one that started in the end of January, is uh, The Elusive Samurai. Uh, this is the new series by Yusei Matsui, uh, probably best known for Assassination Classroom. Yep. Um, this, is, this is interesting and a bit different from... Uh, most other things that's in, yeah. that are in the book. This is sorry in the in the uh, magazine. This is a historical fiction. Um, it's based at the end of the Kamakura Shogunate, I believe. Um, yeah, we are a little. We, at least we I'm are, I'm a little woefully unlearned in this. Yeah, but. Uh, likewise. Um, I really I I was just kind of looking up to make sure that okay, I'm not going to like say. Ah, it's about this historical figure about someone that was made up. But uh, the main character is a uh, character known as a uh, named Hojo Taki Yuki, Toki Toki Yuki. Um, my understanding is that uh, the Hojo clan were the um, de facto ruler of the Kamakura Shogunate by its end. I did not just read that off of Wikipedia. <laughs> wow, you know a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, no, I was reading a little bit about this outside yeah. of it before. The, the, the um, story does kind of tell you who these people are. Yes. I mean, you, it's, it's one thing to know that they are, they were real people. Right. But it does sort of give you the background. And, and I thought it was like a fun quip in the first chapter, how, you know, it's talking about, um, it's like it begins appearing to talk about Ashikaga Takauji. Right. Who is a pretty famous historical, uh, figure before cutting to you know however he is not the hero of this story and the the quip that i found funny um i forget exactly that <clears throat> yeah it was um that the young noble who appeared weak-willed and unfit to be a warrior was hojo taki toki yuki uh his name may only may be mentioned <laughs> briefly in textbooks and everyone forgets it after the tests you know the, the, the in the in the grand scheme of you know what people know what people like i guess uh teach about japanese history that you know maybe he's a footnote but there's of course every every person is a person of history every person you know has something uh as their own story and especially in like but a most case, of us are tears and rain as they say that that's pretty <laughs> deep yeah. um and, and so especially someone who you know was related to um the, this uh regency you know the, yeah. there there is still stuff that you, and and as well that it's probably not super well documented so there's room for you know Interp- some leeway fun, and fictional, fun fictional stuff yeah um so I, I think that this is interesting in that regard that it, it there isn't much uh like it right now i mean i'm trying to think of Vinland Saga is that still going? Is, I believe so. Yeah, so yeah, I, I guess that's longer. similar. That, that's obvious. That's not a Shonen Jump, of course. Um, yeah. Uh, but but in terms of what's currently running in Shonen Jump and what's what has run in in the past few years since I mean pretty much since we've been covering it, it it's fairly unique. Yeah, um, yeah. I'll say that. Yeah, and um, so far it appeals to me more than 
assassination classroom. Yeah, that's one of those things like, you know, assassination classroom was huge, but I just couldn't get into it. I did not care for it I think, much. I think the conceit of this one is I can't decide if it's good or bad. Yeah, that's, I, that was the next thing I was going to say. That all, the, all this talk about, like, you know, how it's interesting conceptually and different... I still don't know yet if I really like it. And yeah. I've, I've read, like, you know, what is, what are we at, the I think, fifth chapter? I think I sort of like it, but it's kind of weird in a way that I can't really, like, put my finger on. Yeah. It, it kind of... I, I can't really describe it. Like, it's not like the weirdness is particularly funny, though I think sometimes it is aiming for humor that I don't it, think is, like, is that gut-busting. Definitely trying to be funny in a lot yeah, of parts. Yeah, and, like... I, I kind of just kind of smile and go, hmm, yeah. when it tries to be, and I'm like, okay. Yeah, like... And most of that occurs with, like, a, so far, I, I'd say that the second most prominent character besides the uh, One of his protagonists... Retainers. Well, it's like this priest guy, yeah, this, no? this priest who is also, like, the main... He, he's, like, you know, the kind of mysterious figure who, like, oh, you know, you're an important locus of history and so on and so forth. Uh, but he also served... And, and, you know, it's sort of, like, serving as, like, his guardian and guide. But he also serves as the primary comic relief. And it's, like, you know, there's a lot of, like, anachronistic jokes about, like, things he knows in the future and all that. Yeah, some of that uh, is funny. And I think... And there there is one funny gag where he, like, seems to shine or something like that. And right. I kind of remark on it. I liked that. But I find that... I, and it's not even really that I feel like the humor is a lot like too much i just feel like it's a little it falls flat almost every time yeah and my my thing is so the most recent chapter kind of introduced um the main character's retainers um and so i think this is like kind of the opportunity for it to kind of open up um and we'll see as it goes forward um if like i i feel like the main thing at the beginning was like this main this main character he's fine but i don't his like i guess yeah. his thing is that he like runs away and he's so very fast that's what i wanted his... to get at was that like the the conceit of the manga like what is it about i mean sir right. it's about this historical time period and what happens here with these people but it's about the the main character is not good at fighting but he's good at running away he can right. dodge really well right and on the one hand i'm like okay that's different but i'm like is this really a great idea right how do you I, make I, it interesting yeah like i I guess it'll be cool to draw acrobatics yeah. and, like, let his retainers do their cool thing. I don't know. It's it's hard for me to say at this point if this has enough steam yeah. conceptually. And I, I, think, I think, as we were talking, I think my main problem is that the characters are a little flat, I feel. Right. I don't really vibe with any of them super hard yet. I'm but, willing but to like, keep giving like it a I chance, said, Like though. I said, these, I think... This, you know, we got a little bit of, like, you know, what will be probably the main supporting cast. Right. Um, with his retainers and all that. So, we'll, I, I think we'll have, like, a even better feel for it after just a few more chapters to know, like... Yeah. Will, will this pick up or what? Yeah, and I want... I, I, I will say that it is definitely, like, more violent than... <laughs> all of... Wait, let me think about it. Is this more violent than all the new things? No. There's something else that... Right. That came <laughs> yeah, out okay. that is quite violent as well. But I mean, like, this one is showing, like, beheadings and blood and stuff. So it's right. it's on the level of, like, mm, not, I mean, few things are on the level of Chainsaw Man. But, you know, it's kind of like it's a, a cut it above. Be, it can be gruesome. A cut sure. above the sort of um, 
average shonen title as far as violence goes. Yeah. yeah. We'd also be remiss to say, to mention uh, Matsui's art is very, Matsui is very technically skilled. It's good art. I don't very, know if I love the style. It, it, yeah, it's, it, it is, there's something about his style. It looks a little that, flat and sort of, it. I don't know. Like, I feel almost like some of his drawings would look better as like a wood carving or something. I don't know how to mm, describe it. Like, they look kind of, like, it's kind of kind of like an old fashioned style in some of his drawings. It's not as apparent in this cover page that we're looking at. It's a color cover right, page. Right. It looks very manga, but like some of his drawings, especially of like some of the shogunate members and some of the warriors, like kind of remind me of like what you'd see in an old textbook or something. Which is, which is, I'm sh- with this being historical fiction, that is possibly you know uh, deliberate. Yeah. Yeah. But, so I think the verdict on this one from its first few chapters is, we'll see. It, and, I mean... It's okay. It's... it's I And it's one of those things where I feel kind of bad saying it's just okay. But it is... Most things are just okay. Most things are just okay. <laughs> I um, think that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. So, the second uh, manga to debut was I Tell C uh, by Kazuza Inaoka. Um... This this manga guy, I looked I looked them up to as I usually do when like something new comes up and they had a back when before the switch to um, the the the, sh- the, what, the non magazine uh, the non magazine format in the U S um, when they were doing the jump starts uh, they had one I, I've forgotten the name I forgot to write it down but I mean it, it didn't get picked up here and it's kind of. Uh, not remarkable besides the fact that I saw it. It's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Something about like an alien disguised as a school student with weird hair or something like that. Right. But this is probably the most interesting of the four. Something that I'm curious about is, you know, I, I maybe, you know, maybe I just don't know enough about names and this would be obvious or whatever, but is, is, uh, Kazuza Inaoka, a woman. Probably should have figured that out before. <laughs> Maybe. I, I, I mean, I tried to, I tried, I did like try to research um, and I just couldn't find any thing. Yeah, unfortunately it doesn't, it sounds more, I, this is going to sound really ignorant, but I'm like, yeah, I, it sounds more like a man's name. Yeah. But if I, I had to guess. I, I don't know. And, and so there's, there's a reason for asking this question. Um, so... I, I do not, uh, I, I do not think, and I think we've talked about stuff like this before on the show, you know, I do not think that it's necessarily that, like, you know, that there are, it, it's not necessarily true that there are certain stories that only men or that only women can, can or should tell. Sure, yeah. This does inter- enter an interesting space where it, basically the premise that this is centered around to is like kind of the... Uh, the kind of Stockholm syndrome idea. Yeah, this is interesting. And, and not um, not even Stockholm syndrome, just the kind of like it's idolization and you know uh, infatuation with killers that criminals. We, yeah, well, cr- specifically, specifically murderers. Murders. Um, uh, that it's not the. I wouldn't say she's the main character per se. She's the main uh, character. Yeah, she is the main character. It is about her. She's the main uh, she's character. not necessarily the point of view. Not always, but. Um, but um, basically, it's this woman who falls in love with serial killers and basically stalks them uh, yeah. to crack cases. I, I um, think, yeah, and, and there are these two detectives. The reason Walter said, 
you know, is she the main character? There's these two detectives that are sort of like the like they are like the um Nick to the to her Gatsby, I guess. They kind of describe the situation. They kind of right talk about the actual case, and then the main character Risa is the girl that falls in love with murderers, and that's it's like her superpower to find out who is a um. Who is the killer? Like, right. she... Uh, though they do deduce it through other means, like, the main thing is, like, oh, she's in love with this guy. He must be the murderer. Right. Which, I guess it does constrain you a little bit, assuming... I'll get to the potentially problematic aspect in just sure, a minute. Sure, sure. But, but, I mean, it does constrain you a little, assuming this is a straight woman. I... So, are all of the killers going to be men kind of thing? Like, I, I'm not saying he couldn't... Uh, have there be, like, a female killer. But it would be kind of boring if, like, it was just like, well, I mean, yeah, like, the only thing that's going to change is, like, the person. It's always going to be male. Right. So. So, you know, I I do think that there... The the reason why, you know, I'm I'm talking about, like, you know, whether this is, like, the sort of story that you should tell is that I think there is interesting things... Yeah, I think I think this, this is edgy, but thing. in a good way. This is yeah. a little edgy, and I think it sort of pushes the envelope a little bit. Yes, I kind of. The only problem I have, I guess, is aiming this at really young kids. It is weird I, that this isn't shown in. I job. don't know what the. I'm guessing this is more for like teens, which I'm. I'm, right, I'm a little right. bit more uh, okay with that. Like, and I don't think there's no story you can't tell. Like, sure. I think I think that you know, kind of putting a restriction on that at all is just kind of bad in of general course, but course. yeah i know you weren't literally saying that but yeah i think i think this is definitely something that is going to put people off right um it's i was a little uncomfortable reading it but overall i kind of found it a little interesting i don't know i i didn't i i feel like i'm doing the thing that i shouldn't <laughs> of like judging it based off of what it could what could yeah. happen what it could do and it hasn't. Like, I think that it is, like, you know, still, like, maybe, maybe it hasn't gotten, particular like, super interesting yet. It, it does have the potential to do some interesting things. And... Yeah. I, I think... It's it's definitely one of the, you know, having just said this about the previous series, it is, you know, rather unique. Um, and yeah. And, like, I, I simultaneously feel like if this just becomes, like, a kind of, like, standard formulaic procedural it's not that interesting it's not it's kind of a waste at the same time like i feel like there's certain ways that it could uh go that yeah would be more interesting a little bit yeah yeah yeah, i'm not ready to write it off just yet i mean honestly the worst thing i could see this doing is just being kind of flippant and like oh well women are airheads that are going to fall in love right. with Ted Bundy. Like, right. I mean, yes, that has happened before. And, but, but the way this is written doesn't necessarily make me think that like, Oh, this author thinks women are dumb bimbos. Like, I don't, no, no. I don't necessarily think that my main concern always, again, with sort of more dark, with darker elements, with some sexuality stuff is who it's aimed at. And like, generally it's like, if you're aiming, you're sort of some of the weirder, darker stuff at, younger kids I kind of reason I brought that but because the younger you are the less prepared you are to handle sort of more serious themes but I don't know I mean I think this is kind of a guilty pleasure for me I actually like this I like this series I don't know why I can't really say you know like why do I like Otome games I don't know 
just, it's a guilty pleasure. Like I can't, like, and again, I think, I think a problem we run into sometimes is like something you like has to have like perfect politics or be totally unproblematic or whatever. Right. Like we don't have to pretend that maybe there isn't something in this that makes us feel uncomfortable. Doesn't mean we're going to say like, oh, well then I don't understand why you couldn't read it or something like that. But I just think that, I think that trying to uh, square the circle and say like, well, actually this, you know, it's, it's totally fine. I, it, it kind of muddies the water a bit and, and it's okay. You can like things that aren't like 100% morally perfect. Like, it's okay. Sometimes authors mess up and you can like it anyway. So that's my take on I Tell C. I'm not, I'm not that scandalized by it. I haven't really seen any, I haven't looked for commentary about this, but I'm sure there's some people that this upsets them a little bit and I could understand that. But I personally, I'm not like, I sure. Kind of, I kind of like it. I don't know. <laughs> sure. And I like the art too. Yes, um, I do think that the art is uh, good. In fact, like I just coincidentally like ended at this uh, page that's been like kind of, I've been kind of like uh, distracted by as we're talking yeah. about this. Uh, in, Back in, of I her think head, the, yeah. Yeah, and I think the first chapter pretty early on when, I think this is before we've seen her Risa face. Risa yeah. yeah, full page spread when she's like admiring like a photo of one of these men she calls them um, their blight and shining armor which is cute <laughs> that is funny um, um some some good like use of like different tones like the cross hatching on her yeah, hat versus like good. on her hair um and it looks in, yeah yeah it looks yeah like, she definitely looks like okay she looks like a character it's like oh here's this cute anime girl you're gonna like but she looks a little different i think than some of them do i mean she does kind of look like in the vein of a certain type of character but she doesn't look exactly the same yeah. Um, so I kind of like her design, and I also really like the translation of this comic, actually, by David Evelyn. Oh, okay. Um, I don't yeah, know. I think yeah. this is pretty snappily written. Yeah. Um, so shout out to David Evelyn. Yeah. I really like his translation. So I'm sure I've read or I'm reading other things by Evelyn, but <laughs> that he's that he's translated. But I just I just really noticed it here. So that's a good catch. Yeah. I always want to, whenever, and, and all the translators do a good job. I just, sometimes it's just like, wow, this really some, seems some to fit the style. Some do better than others. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're not, I don't, I don't know any of the translators or anything. I just, I, you know, I right. like to call them how I see them, but. All right. Uh, so we'll take a brief break and then we'll be back to talk about the other two that started this month. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was about to say week. I was like, no. <laughs> all, right. Yeah. all right. Back in a bit. Bye. Hello, podcast listeners. We're the hosts of the DC3Cast. I'm Zach. I'm Vince. And I'm Brian. Each week, we discuss most of the new releases from DC Comics, focusing mainly on Rebirth, Wildstorm, and Young Animal. We also look at the news of the week, discuss the film and television adaptations of DC material, and dig into industry rumors. We've also had a number of DC creators on our show, like Scott Snyder, Jim Lee, Christopher Priest, Steve Orlando, and Joshua Williamson. So, if you like Borat jokes, my wife, bad to end Dio impressions, this is bad, what the f***? And an in-depth look at DC each week, join us every Wednesday morning at multiversitycomics.com, Apple Podcasts, or your podcatcher of choice. Come get Jurgens with us all right welcome back uh so we're going to continue looking at these new series that uh started being serialized here uh starting with witch watch witch witch stay alive the survival game 
<laughs> some Venture Brothers uh, deep cuts for you. That is a deep cut. Um, I only knew who I only knew who you were, what you were quoting, because you did the Colonel Gentleman voice. So of course, slash Sean Connery voice. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, yeah. Uh, so this is by Kenda Shinohara. Uh, Shinohara has also done Astra Lost in Space. Uh, yeah. Which, and I think uh, Sket Dance was for a while. I've heard of I've, that. I've, I've heard of that one. You seem to have heard of Astra Lost in Space. I hadn't. I heard think of I've that. literally just heard of it. I didn't, okay. And I assumed based on the title, that's kind of a light space right. thing. Right. And it seemed like, like it is. So. So it seems that this, um, with, with the end of. Uh, Oh crap! I've already forgotten the name. The Guardian of the Witch. Not Guardian of the Witch. So <laughs> this is kind of similar to that, and, and not not and more lighthearted. It, it involves way, a more witch and a guardian. No, I was thinking more of a. We never learned this. This is the romantic comedy that they're rolling out. I much prefer this. Um, yes, um, no question. I like this quite a bit. Actually, this is cute. I would say. I it's, think it's, this is cute, and it feels cute. like the most geared towards younger girls. Yes, like, I. I feel like, oh, yeah, I let my daughter read this. Like, this is cute. And it, I mean, yeah, it's like a romantic comedy, but it's very, very, like, chaste. I mean. Yes. And, you know, like, that's, you know, again, not to be prudes or whatever, but, like, you know, we're. It's more just, like, who is it aimed at sort right, of we're, thing. We're a, few, <laughs> we're a few chapters in and there hasn't been anything, like, you know. Kind of objectionable or anything. Like, yeah. like the most risque aspect of it has been, like, you know, the implication that, oh, uh, you know they're they're living together Ooh, you know, yeah and people are like ah isn't that what boyfriends and girlfriends do and that's really as like far as it goes right. and i think i think what i'm going to try to do more often is to like talk about these things and i think we do this like sort of in, unconsciously most of the time but like sort of think about it more as like the target audience of this sure, and like try sure. to think of it that way which i feel like i kind of lost a little bit with like promise neverland where i was like well i wish they'd done this and that and I kind of realized that, like, ah, well, they did a pretty good job. This is a story for kids. So, yeah. yeah. I, Which I, watch, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to keep that in mind. So Yeah, I, I'm wondering, so, so is this actually being uh, serialized in Shonen Jump? I believe so. Like, in like it, it's like in the official Japanese and is it in Shonen Jump I mean sometimes it, we don't know right like if I mean, it shows up in the app it doesn't necessarily mean it's in correct, Jump correct. in Japan um, but because as you said this does seem there's there's a nature it's like a shoujo yeah it feels more like it's targeting like a uh, a it feels younger like it's targeting like 13 year old girls really yeah or 14 year old um, girls not that I don't think like a uh, couldn't appeal. Yeah. Yeah. To um, others, but particularly in how like um, after after like the f- first chapter, which seemed to be more about the uh, the, the guardian character, the ogre, <laughs> quote unquote. Who's this cute um, boy? Yeah. Who just only who really the only ogre part about him is that he's strong. <laughs> he's also got a like single. Uh, hair hair he's that got, looks kind of like a horn he's got the danganronpa uh, protagonist po- hair as opposed to his dad who has like the, his dad's hair horns are very good um yeah it, it, it tickled me when i saw that. <laughs> um he's just got these very like subdued <laughs> but, I, but yeah still very clearly meant to be horns yeah I um think, but yeah. but yeah ever ever since that first chapter it's really it's really been kind of her, from her perspective right yeah uh, it's it was just sort of like outlining what was Moi's Morihito, I think his full name. She calls him Moi. Yeah. Um 
what his sort of relationship thing is with her and that he has to protect her from this like dark fate that this right. terminator dark this fate terminator dark fate that, that supposedly is waiting for her and of course this the switch nico is this cute girl with long blonde hair she kind of looks like colette actually she oh my god she almost looks exactly like colette from um tales of symphonia if anyone's played that but yeah like the exact same hair pretty much but yeah she's this cute girl and she clearly from from day one has a crush on Moy, which I think is 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 good because then you don't have to get a, at least the if feelings are acknowledged really early, at least with her. Right. It's like I like him kind of thing and Yeah. And uh she is really cute. Like I think the art's cute and it it's pretty funny. It's not like a gut buster, like I was saying. It's not like in the vein of me and Robico where I, I usually laugh a lot at that comic. Yeah. This is more just like, oh, it's cute and funny. Yeah. Um, some good visual gags between, like, in the first chapter, she, like, turns herself into a plastic paper. bag or paper. I think she turns into paper and she, like, right. flies oh, yeah. away. She, uh, yeah, there's the thing about her <laughs> barfing confetti. There's a funny um, picture of her, like, going over a wall and she's, like, flying. There's the, uh, on, I forget if it was the most recent chapter or the one before it where she's, like, uh, accidentally, like, <laughs> enlarging. That was a good one. That was in school. She was trying to help him erase something and she accidentally blew up his head and his right. arm and he was he had to like introduce himself to the class at the same time it's very yeah. silly yeah it's it's just a good f- fun comic you know it, yeah and, it, and i again like you know not to be prudes or whatever but as as i said <laughs> at the beginning it's nice to have a romantic comedy that is aiming at a younger audience that also is yeah it's, it's that not... i can show them and not have to explain things to them like <laughs> right. don't do that to women please like that kind of thing um, for, for all these children we're showing our comics too. yeah yeah i mean it's good to keep that in mind and like yeah i mean obviously i'm 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 more forgiving of these things when when it's like aimed at adults i couldn't care less but right yes. yeah i mean like it, yeah, so this is this is a good one. I mean, I've seen some comments, I, I don't know, just here and there online, like, this is excellent. And I'm like, it's good. <laughs> yeah. it's not, it, I'm not, like, mind blown over it. I think the art's nice. Yeah. Um, it's just kind of, I wouldn't say it's, like, super stylistic. It kind of looks like a lot of other things, but... Yeah, it's technically I, I would nice. agree. It, but yes, yes, that is well. That I is. mean, really, Moy and... Moy has a very generic design. He just looks bit. like... Every well, so guy. does she. She does, too. They, they both are pretty generic. She's looking. a little bit more, I guess, different looking, but but still. I mean, she kind of, it's like Risa. It's like, oh, you know, Risa is cute in, in I Tell C, but she does kind of, she looks a little different than the average anime manga character, but not that much. Right. So, yeah, it's a pretty good one. Pretty good. Um, yeah. And I think that's a good transition yeah. to our last one. Uh, this is Nine Dragons Ball Parade. <laughs> We're um, not going to make fun of this title. By M- Mikiyasu Kamada uh, as the writer, and the illustrator is Ashibi Fukui. Um, Kamada, I, I, it seemed this this might be their first uh, published Boy. published work. Mm. Uh, Fukui had some other stuff, but nothing that I recognized. Nothing that seemed uh, particularly yeah major yeah. Um, so. First of all, I just wanted to say that I thought that the first chapter of this was fantastic. You were raving. I thought it was great. Um, since then, the other ones have been pretty good, but I, I I just thought that the first chapter was like a great opening chapter. You know, I there, agree. There's, a, there's a specific skill that to 
be said for like you know having like a single chapter that brings you in and not like leaving you at a place where we often say when we like read it early it's like you know oh it's hard to say you know maybe this will be good as we've said with like a few of yeah. these yeah um, yeah the, it would have had a very strong kind of mission statement you know it's 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 a, it's a fairly I yeah it's it's fairly Simple. generic all things considered uh, fairly maybe not generic but fairly. Uh, Every day, yeah. I, I mean, it's a dream a lot of people have had. I'm sure, like they um, want to be on the baseball team. They want to be a good baseball player. Right, right, and uh, and uh, what's the word that I'm struggling for? Not not tropey. Fairly. Um, Did you say generic already? I guess I guess maybe it is just generic. Just <laughs> it's like a generic. You, you've got you've got your the main character is the he wants to be a catcher. On like you know the biggest on the most like you know uh, successful uh, high school baseball team in his area. He's like a real numbers cruncher. You know, baseball being numbers a, a, game. Ga- a game of stats for sure. Um, mm-hmm. He at like the the training camp, um, a recruitment camp for this high school. He meets up with this uh, pitcher um, who is like kind of like a wild card. He's he's, he's got white hair. You yeah, know, he's, he's cool. got white hair. Um, he's got like Senku hair, kind of like sticks Senku up. Senku hair, not as um, not as stylized not, not and quite kind of as, sharp. Um, but yeah, he's got white hair, so you know it's a business. Um, who like he's just kind of he's he's not like I say kind of wild, not like in like a like he's hyperactive or anything. But he's like you know he's just like oh I'm just here to play baseball. No one really he's, knows who he is. Whereas like this catcher main character has like kind of scouted out. He knows everybody. He knows who all the top prospects are. Yeah, he's um, like Makoto before he went to um. Uh, <laughs> Conti- continuing at the Dang and Rompa <laughs> oh Except this guy is a little bit more remarkable right. than Makoto. Um, and so in that sense, like, like these feel very, like, you know, kind of uh, routine characters for this kind of genre. And in fact, I think we previously had a um, jump start series that focused on, like, you know, the, the idea of the battery, the, the catcher and the pitcher who work together. And there's probably... Oh, that's what that means? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I yeah. was wondering, I thought she was just saying, like, you're a battery, like, you're electrified. I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, no, no, no. It's, it's like <laughs> okay. a term for, like, you know, like, the when the catcher and the pitcher, pitcher. are kind of, in like, sync. in sync. Okay. Um, and yeah. they, like, work together. Um, and I'm, I'm sure that's the basis for not just, like, the one baseball manga that I read before, but probably a bunch because that, that has, like, an instant hook to it. Um, right. But... The, there's just a there's there's just something to this uh yeah that I, it just feels very well executed even though like nothing feels revelatory um probably the biggest thing that could be said to like be like a twist to it is that you know that you know he's sh- the main character he shows up to this recruiting thing him and this other pitcher um you know they kind of turn the tides and even though like he's not um like extremely fit he's not ex- like you know he's not a power hitter um he's not like a, a expert catcher you know he's got strategy and all that yeah and his yeah, strategy yeah. like you know helps his team uh I, I forget if they actually win or not i, I, think, I think they do but he doesn't get picked in the right, end because right. they're like you're great you know you've got a great grasp on strategy but we're we're a huge like you know we we have all this money we we've got people who do that for us we don't yeah. need the players to do that for and he's us. just so, like heartbroken he walks away right so um and instead what it turns out to be is that instead this pitcher and this catcher they're going to be going to this other school 
that had that once you know, again like kind of this this has come up in a bunch of uh things in fact it kind of it just came up in a recent uh chapter of um high school family <laughs> like you know they once had a great team that's now like kind of disappeared yeah um and they're going to rebuild it with uh the yeah with, with the New- this girl who's like the team manager yeah they, they often do this in manga i don't know how common yeah, this is in real life yeah, like they I was, have I was like opposite if that's sex like a, if that's like a thing like, in japan just or like girls general. be the team manager i guess because girl sports might not be as popular i don't know this yeah, is just because I, I do feel like i've seen that in a lot of yeah. things and just not yeah i i experience is that like really common or is that just like a I don't know. Reason to get like a female member of the cast. Um, I, I did think that was one of the weaker parts, as much as I like the series so far. I did feel like she was kind of a data sex machina. It's like, hey, you want to come to our school free scholarship <laughs> and you can start your team there. It's like, okay, I get we got to get the, we have to get the plot running. Like, right. it's, it's fine. But I do think you're right that the first, the first chapter was really good. And I feel like the sort of through line of the story is a lot less muddy than a lot of sports stuff I've read. I feel like. As simple as they seem, I feel like this made me realize, like, there's a lot going on in the other sports stuff I read that I felt like was, like, unclear or just, it it was not even unclear, just kind of, like, superfluous. Sure. And I felt like this was just really, really simple and I... No, it's I don't know. It's, it's not, interesting it, that you say yeah. it's really, really simple because you know so much of that first chapter is dedicated towards like stats and like you know number crunching and all that. Yeah, um, I, I can't really describe what about it makes me feel like it's it's different and better in that way. Yeah, because I'm sure you could look at something like like Robot Laser Beam. I you know I, I think of that and I liked that series um, until it like got canceled on me and I was surprised. Yeah. I was like, what is this the end? And yeah, it was the end. Um, I yeah. It's hard to say. Maybe as we read more, I'll be able to articulate what I'm talking yeah. about. And, and so that's the thing. This is, of the ones we've talked about, this is the one that we had the least chapters of so far. As the yeah. time of recording, I believe we only have three. Um, yeah, we had three. So we'll see if it keeps like this strong sense of momentum um, that it has. And kind of, kind of like with a lot of those uh, Jumpstart series, I feel like three, well, I think that this did a better job of like having like a strong first chapter than a lot at the end of the third, you know, it's got the dramatic thing of him, like, you know, ripping down his thing about how his goal is for Haku yeah. and accepting his new goal of rebuilding this team. So um, we'll see if it continues this momentum. I just wanted to quickly, before I forgot, also mention I, I, I liked the art a lot. Yeah. Um, I, it's got a little, like it, it looks it doesn't look extremely unique, but I think it's got a little bit uh, of a yeah, sense of style the eyes to it. Yeah, are a little um, different, I feel like. And so we only really got any actual sports in that first chapter. Yeah, and I thought uh, it was pretty exciting, honestly. Yes, I thought that's, it was, that's the thing that... I like, thought the narration was really good. And usually I hate a lot of narration, but like there were some parts where... Uh, we're looking through it now. There were some parts where the narration was legit, like, narration pretty was hype. And, yeah. And, and yeah, just like the actual, like... Uh, sequential imagery and the sense of like motion um was really good and so i'm going to be excited once we get more to the actual like sports and i actually like baseball like none of the other (laughs) sports i've read about (laughs) i like i I like to watch like if there had to be a sport i had to watch i'd watch baseball so i mean yeah it's like uh, volleyball eh, and golf mm. right yeah it's like you know hockey none of these things that I, i liked at all and there was that. There was oh, like yeah, a I hockey. I forgot about the hockey. One. It was 
That wasn't was, very good. It was bad. <laughs> it was like one chapter. But that was back when like they weren't even doing as many. And I don't know what changed or if anything changed. But like they would show like one or two chapters. They wouldn't continue usually. Yeah. But very rarely do we just get one chapter of something anymore new, right? Yeah, I think so. So, um, yeah. We have uh, we have Shinji and uh, Kaoru here. <laughs> they really yeah, do. Okay, kind of. Yeah. Now that you pointed out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, if you haven't read it or if you have, look on the very last page of chapter one and tell me that's not Shinji and Kaoru. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, I, I get it. The, 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 the archetype of the white-haired anime boy is powerful. Like, it, 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 it it's going to be like an archetype one day. It's going to be like a powerful image that we all share. It's like, this man is mysterious and we want to know more have, about have him. Have you dreamed of this man? Have you dreamed Ryudo? What's his name? Oh. Uh, his last name. <laughs> anyway... That was a great observation I just had. I had less. Good, good job. Yeah. Um, he too is going to like turn out to actually. I, I can't really remember exactly what Kaoru Kauru was. had a weird role, man. Yeah. I don't. I wasn't really sure. And, and just, I think it got it's gotten even weirder in the uh, in the rebuilds. Rebuild. Uh, I uh, liked originally, but just fine. So, but yeah, this uh, I, I'm hoping less trauma for these two than that's than Shinji and Kauru. That probably one can won't... only hope. God. <laughs> They're gonna be they're gonna be playing baseball in Ava's, so this is a good one. This is good, and I think and I think maybe we said this with the last batch, um, but I, I feel like this was a uh, overall just a strong batch of new ones. Um, yeah, pretty good. Um, even no, this... you know, a lot of times we'll say like, oh yeah, there was this one was a stinker or whatever. None of these. None of these get the stinker. Label. No, not like ugh, not like um, our blood oath. Immediately like oof, bad, right. bad, no, bad, bad. None of these are even. I would say below average. I'd say they're all they're above like average. Six at the or very, six at worst, maybe. Yeah, like at, above average at the very least. These are all solid to good. Yeah. Um, besides besides the first chapter of uh, Nine Dragons Ball Parade, um, I don't know if I'd say any of them are great yeah right off the bat that that first chapter was great but it's kind of like got gotten back to like more of a baseline good yeah um since then but i think each of them have potential each of them well okay maybe maybe i don't see as much as i think it's fun and pleasant which watch probably will never blow me away yeah but i, I think it'll always it seems like it can maintain a baseline of just good and pleasant and a lot of these um, things like i feel like, I would never, I don't think, like, if Witch Watch had, like, 100 chapters, I probably would never, like, go back and reread it. Right. But now that I'm starting it, I'm like, I'll keep reading it. You know, I, I'll, I'll keep going with it. It's not something that I could feel. I can definitely feel that, like, you know, 50 chapters down the line, it doesn't feel like something I need to... Right. To just, like, do devour all of it. It's like a sitcom, you know? Right. Whereas, I, for the other three, I think, I don't necessarily think it will, but I think all three of them have the potential to... Be great. You know, yeah. I could see the elusive samurai. Well, even though we've kind of like hemming and hawing over, I could see it getting really good. I could see I tell C doing something really interesting. I do think I tell C is kind of like not good, but like I like it. Right. I don't know. I, I can sort of subjectively. I think, I think it has the potential. Like it could, it could do something really interesting. And you know, after that dynamite first chapter, Nine Dragons Ball Parade, I can see that getting like becoming the next high hue. Um, yeah, yeah. This could be like a huge hit. Um, so I think that this is one of the most promising, like, batches of new series that we've gotten. Um, yeah. If, if not since we've been covering it, like, you know, it is one of the, uh, one of the yeah. best batches. 
Yeah. Um, and I like I like all of the newer stuff that's been continuing still pretty well. Yeah. Like even like even high school family, which I'm like, uh, not much it can do to really blow me away. I think it's like getting a little more touching. I don't know. I, I don't think it's like getting really great, but right. I, I think they're continuing with this like volleyball thing with the dad and I think it's kinda cute. Yeah. And yeah. and Magu Chan's getting better. I don't know. I, I never disliked Magu Chan, but it's it's get everybody's getting a Pokemon basically. Basically. And that's cute. So I think that part's over. I think we've kind of introduced yeah, everybody that there's gonna be. So wow. but yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, so I guess that's it for us this month. Yeah. Um, we'll be back next month to talk about, well, lower. Well, no, like a couple weeks to talk well, about. Well, we'll be back next month to talk about other Shonen Jump titles. Uh, <laughs> uh, that was what I was thinking. Yeah. Um, yeah. Most likely we're going to be talking about One Piece because there's some stuff that Emily really wanted to talk about this time, but, but I, I reasoned, gonna hold I reasoned back. with her. If you've uh, read it and you know me, you know what I want to talk about, <laughs> and you know why it's going to be lit, but um, we'll have more to say next we'll, month. We will certainly have more to say next month. And we'll also be talking about One Piece uh, in a couple weeks from now as we finish up Thriller Bark. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, That's going to be really good. Woo! Yeah. Don't so miss that, it. As you may know if you were listening uh, to that portion... This is all new for me, which has been pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. This is like... We're at the stuff that is... Besides stuff that I've learned from Emily. <laughs> stuff that I haven't read. You have absorbed through osmosis right. of knowing me. Living with me. Yeah. So, in okay. the meantime, you can find us on Twitter. I am at Goodbye to a Shoe. I am at Cosmos, of course. And our uh, co-host for the One Piece Club portions, uh, Zach, is at Wilker Fox. Yep. Uh... I think that's it then. Yeah. Thank you all for listening. Bye. Talk to you in a couple of weeks. Yeah.